so you've been you've been writing this weekend week i suppose week, um, yeah what what is it that you're writing it's a good way to start a podcast about what we're doing I it think. is isn't it yeah i've been working on creating sort of the storylines um for the first series of the what was it we were going to call it curious I, cases I, I of kiltondale i, I think can't remember because we changed it twice but yeah it was <laughs> it was something like that um so yeah for so my should, sort of one yeah we should explain to people who we are and what we're doing i think yeah. that's that's probably a good way to start and what this is and why we've called it murdering a podcast um but let's do that after this Welcome to Murdering a Podcast, two writers' journey to produce a narrative murder mystery. Okay, so um, you've been writing this thing, the, the Curious Kiltondale murder Curious mystery. cases of Kiltondale. Curious cases, yes, that, that thing. <laughs> Where... Professionals. It sounds, I mean, if, look, if most people are coming to this, it's going to sound like a pretty crazy idea. Yeah. Writing something, we've got no idea what that thing's going to be. Where did it come from? How did it start? Where did Kiltondale come from? Oh, God, that started about five years ago. Um, yeah. I've always wanted to write murder mysteries because I just, I've always loved them. I was brought up on Agatha Christie um, and I started the murder mystery company and I wanted a place to set it in that was fictional because I just laziness. I know somebody I'm else who was brought up on Agatha Christie, but it cleaned right off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was, <laughs> I was, um, yeah, so I needed, go, a, <laughs> I needed a fictional place, um, because I am terrible at geography. Um, right. so I didn't want to create a real place and then have to try and figure out how to set it there no, and describe it. Right. You, Cause yeah. I've, I've written stuff before where you start off by going, Oh, well, I'm going to write something about London because everybody knows about London, but that's a problem because everybody knows about London. And if you get something wrong, people are right there. They pick up on it straight away and then that's it. You, you know? Yeah. The, and the, I wanted a kind suspension of suspension of disbelief. Uh, exactly. And I wanted a kind of timeless universe where you could set it anywhere, any point and you could have like a, you didn't necessarily have to have a, a, a year or, or, or yeah, century sure, sure, that you're sure. setting yeah. it in. You could sort of, it was all sort of a very old, well, I think we were just talking about it. Um, it was about making it sort of very steampunk, but having that, that having a bit of a modern twist, but still having that oldie, worldie thing. So you can do things like in some of them, you can have mobile phones, but in others where you want to remove them, for example, if you've got people trapped in a room and they can't get out, well, they yeah. just get their mobile. So you can go, oh, we don't have yeah. mobile phones in this universe. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it, it's it, it is a problem. Um, again, I, it's something that I know the creators of the writers of Doctor Who for decades have been uh, solving the problem of, of what happens with the TARDIS, how, why they can't use the TARDIS and just leave. Yeah. Because that, that would spoil the story every single time if you wanted to do that. So, so yeah and modern technology has ruined all murder mystery stories and <laughs> well, yes this, this, is, this is very true which is why i'm setting mine in the victorian times but not in real victorian times in the victorian times which i made up that's yes yes yeah yeah this is again this is why because then it's, we can choose to have mobile phones if we need them <laughs> in the universe in my side um yeah. they're kind of kiltondale's catching up with technology it's it's like the rural you know, the very, very rules in the 80s where it was kind of electricity. What is that magic new stuff? 
Exactly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so we should really explain to the nice boys and girls in podcast land what it is we're actually doing, who yes. we are, uh, why they should be listening to us as, as opposed to anything else. Because uh, we're awesome. My name's Steve Meller. Your name is Tasha, Natasha Manhoward. We're both writers. Yep. Uh, we're both company directors of a company called the Mystery Lounge, which Tash. That's like a cue to tell people what the mystery lounge is. Oh, right. I was like, which one? Which, which one? <laughs> Remember when you said no insanity? Uh, you Too made late. Me ah, right. Yeah. Too late. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, so yeah, the idea is that the mystery lounge is it's, it's an entertainment company that creates interactive mysteries that audiences can use to form communities or um, exercise that brain of theirs with critical thinking skills you started doing this quite a while ago yeah and i came on board it wasn't last year was it it was the year before now because like two years have just coalesced into one another and then that's it it's gone um so it was the year before last when you said you wanted to do a podcast can anybody help yeah and um I said, oh, I might be able to sort of help with some technical stuff and stuff. And that turned into being the technical director of a company. It often does with me. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I, go, I have a little idea and then it just it kind of goes And big. we got a lot of people on board for that. We yeah. got lottery funding for it as part of their yeah. COVID fund, yeah. uh, which we're very grateful to because even oh, though we God, would yeah. have done it anyway, that yeah. did help a hell of a lot. Um, um, we got a, a a friend of mine who is a video editor actually to do mm. the audio editor on it, and she was phenomenal. <gasps> really, really pleased with the way that that turned out. Oh, um, just mm. Yes, there's the George's Marvellous Medicine joke somewhere and I can't quite yeah, figure out what it is. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but... just like, that's the only way. Mm, mm. That's how I would describe her. <laughs> uh, but we've got, we've got a, a, a third company director as well, called Evadne. Yeah. yeah. Um, and once Viral Murders was done, we got to this position where we were going, well, we can't really do what we were going to do, which is live murder mystery things again. Yeah. Yet because pandemic and we are now so far down the road of doing something which isn't that 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 stuff is kind of all on hold whilst we do all the digital stuff that we've been talking about for about a year now mm. um so how did you meet Evadne first of all because that's well that's a that's a good story uh well she came and auditioned um for my first ever show so when yeah. I first came out the, the original company name was Action Adventure Theatre Company it was kind of just a a name that we could a throwaway name that we could use sure. to test the idea that I had yeah. for how we could do these these games. Um and she came to one of my auditions. Um and Avadni's amazing. Um so <laughs> she immediately got the job. Um it took me about three or f- three years, I think, to realize that I grew up watching her on TV. <laughs> <laughs> And I used to love her. Wow. I mean, she was the person in between the TV things on ITV. So, like, she was the continuity right. person during the eighties and nineties. And I used she to, was I, the ITV's Philip Schofield. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Point, yeah. And I grew up watching her, and like, I used to love the continuity people. And Evadne was one of the ones I liked. And like, it, and one day I just went in, and I was like, I know 
you? And she was like, yes, we've known each other for three years. I was like, no, before that point. Um, And yeah, so then that's when I was like, you know, realised who she was. And uh, yeah, and then we just gradually became closer friends and she's supported me throughout. Um, You know, she saved me from a very, very difficult situation that I was in. Um, I and I kind of informed her that she was my adoptive mum. She didn't have a choice that that was going to happen, and she was like, "Okay, then." <laughs> and you and I met on a bus. Yes, we did actually, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Was well, it um, was, the, was it the trip where I was going up and down first, the aisle singing Spice Girls? No, no. Or was it, was it the Black Country? No, you Museum? were sat in the corner all the time. Was it the Black Country Museum? It might have been. I thought it was. A... If it was the Black Country Museum, it was. There was a group of us singing um, "Tell Me What You Want" up and down the bus aisle at one point. I remember that because there was oh, a God, rabbit being taken I mean, for a walk. A, that I do remember. Such a cause... long time ago. <laughs> Weird things <laughs> happen. When I'm old around. now. We have <laughs> no memory. Yeah. It has gone. <laughs> my memory left where my hair did, so it, you know, I was. <laughs> I've never known you with hair. Yeah, you have. I had a lot have of hair I? when I was at college. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I just remember you always being. Well, I, I know. I just. I, I clearly this is the person I was meant to be. That's that's what we're saying that'll here. That'll be it. Yeah, that'll be it. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I'm. That was a yeah. That was a weird time. College. Let's not let's not mention it again. <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure there's many, many, many strange and unusual stories. Yes, yes, probably some of them, including tents as well, which was. Um, I don't yes. think you ever. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. I was there with the tents. You things. weren't. No, because I didn't. You go to Disneyland, or no? That was a different year. Yeah. Yeah, well, Did, yeah, I went to the Disney. Was it the Disneyland one? Because I didn't go on that one because oh. it was Disneyland and I actually, it wasn't that I had any particular beef with Disneyland, but I'd already been to Disneyland a few years previously. <laughs> so I kind of went, I don't want to go. I don't come up. So yeah. with um, a small group of people led by Colin, who was the uh, tech director guy at the university, <laughs> uh, we went camping in Cornwall. <laughs> And uh, I do mean that in the double entendre sense. Uh, but we did. It, it meant that we got to do things like we played a song at the Minac Theatre, which was brilliant, which is, if you don't know, is a theatre on a cliff uh, on the south coast. It is an incredible place. It's an old amphitheatre. Um, and we got, I got, we got to play a song there. Just, and that, that was amazing, you know. We went to an amphitheatre when we were in... Um... Turkey? Disney World. Oh, Disney World. Yeah. Disney World uh, Disneyland Paris. Not Disney World. It's Disneyland, Disneyland Paris. Paris. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But what we did was very different to what you did. We snuck in there at night. We nearly got arrested doing this. We <laughs> snuck in there at night and we took the picture of the boys' bums. <laughs> I, I'm I think your trip sounded I slightly... You. <laughs> you know who we were with. So yeah, yeah I do know talking. exactly who you were with. <laughs> we all decided it would be funny to moon and just I was there taking the picture of the boys naked bums <laughs> what did you hope to achieve I don't know no no we I'm saying very, that it's the next question on the list what did you hope to achieve oh what did we hope to achieve <laughs> <laughs> there's Comedy the insane point goals. we've gone I'm just saying it's what we're good there are a few rules that I wanted to have in this podcast. Um, one of them was let's not be rude. And what I really meant was let's not swear profusely because 
not a good idea. But double entendre is perfectly fine. I <laughs> just you mm. know. I'm being very good. I've I've nearly sworn you have, once. You have been very good. <laughs> it was at this point that Tash well, she really let herself down. She let the podcast down. And she let you down too, dear listener. I can't say I'm shocked or surprised or even disappointed at this point. Right now, it's just despair. So we'll be back after these messages. Now I have to re-edit this. (laughs) I know! That's why I did it. You can beep it out. <laughs> yeah, but there's so many beeps. It'll just be... The podcast would have been flatlined before we even begin. <laughs> As you can imagine, we both get on quite well. <laughs> We've known each other for a little while, have we not? Uh, I'm just trying to remember. I think I was on the cusp of 18. Mm, I would have been about 16 or 17. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a long time. I'm, I'm not going to divulge how old we are now, but yeah. That's yeah like... I'm only 20, so it's been only a few years. <laughs> I'm the 43, so I don't away. know how that happened. <laughs> time machine, mate. Um... <laughs> right, so you said, what do but we hope a... to achieve? Yeah, I <laughs> Sorry, so we're making these things. What are we going to achieve with it? What is what's, What should people get out of it? What, what should we as a company get out of it? That's... Well, I think, I mean, part of it's going to be about creating um, acting jobs within the industry and, mm. and trying to create reliable acting jobs as well, because there's so few um, out true. there. A lot it's of true. acting actors go from, you know, job to job, hoping they're going to get the next one, not really knowing how they're going to feed themselves sometimes. And it, it would be nice to be able to have at least, you know, have a structure where we can create permanent jobs or at least reliable jobs for actors where they've got a little bit of freedom to be able to go off and do their own thing as well as long as it's not compromising what they're doing with us you know um but also things like um because i think we we want to talk about being a community interest company a little bit later on but being a that's part of the reason why we chose to to be a community interest company because i think you're the same as myself and avadney um in that i personally believe that Theatre and entertainment and the arts belongs to the community. It, it is mm-hmm. something that um, is essential for life and it's essential for morale. I, I suppose we're fairly lucky having been brought up with things like the BBC, mm. where, you know, th- there is there is entertainment in the UK which isn't commercial, Yeah, which, which is a big draw for a lot of people. So, yeah. It's, it, but, um, but then I suppose that also leaves a bit of a gap in, in between, you know, people think, well, why should I pay for this? Because this other thing that I get is free. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's sort of leveling both of those things out. And community interest gives us a chance to say, well, look, we're not a for profit company. So mm. come and help support us because we're not a for profit company. But at the same time, um, if we do get, lots of money we can pump it back into doing other projects as well yeah there's there's um, no board of directors well there is but there's no shareholders that we have to be um uh, we're we're uh, beholden pleasing. to our staff and our customers that's yeah. that's who we are beholden to yeah. and those are essentially our most important assets in any company as far as i'm and concerned well, you, you can know, have all the especially with the arts it should be my phone was farting so you mean you didn't get a blackberry you got a raspberry i did there you go <laughs> Takes a while sometimes, but I get there in the end. <laughs> I'm doing well with getting the joke straight away. Yeah, Usually it yeah. takes me about 20 minutes. <laughs> um, 
but yeah so the yeah so the whole being like you're saying it is really important to have that non sort of commercial entertainment um i don't think people realize how important sort of social aspects are to our lives we are social creatures we are mm. evolved mm. to be social because we are you know if you look at the human form we are we're not the biggest badasses out there you know lions and tigers et et um people are not quite quite that fast at running cheetahs a little bit faster um and so we adapted we by... live we live in britain there aren't many cheetahs around here no, but we did have bears once. We did have bears once, and, and when we did, when we first evolved, we evolved in Africa, where there were where are, there are cheetahs and lions. It's true. That's very true. Um, yeah, but, and but we don't know. Well, uh, or did we? That, when did when did a when was a cheetah not a cheetah? I because when it was a velociraptor. We're talking hundreds of thousands of years worth of. <laughs> I don't know if it ever I don't was. Know. I'm not no, I don't know. Did, yeah, did divergent evolution and everything. Did cheetahs only exist after humans had left a particular territory or something? That's... You know I'm going to have to look this up as soon as we I know. This, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. You did that on purpose, didn't you? You, you no. have just tickled well, I didn't, the nerdy But now sound. I'm going to every single time. Yeah, you're going to do podcast. this every time. You're going to tell us, say something <laughs> that I'm then going to have to obsessively research for the next three days. Thanks. Um, I don't hyperfixate on shit. Um, the joys of neurodiversion. I'm trying um, to remember where we got to. It was something about cheetahs yeah. and talking about yeah, about why social is socialising is so yes. being social is important. So it's you know one of the things that human the humans or the hominids or whatever you want to call them, Homo sapiens, did was they learned that if you in bigger groups you were more likely to survive. So being yeah. outcast from those groups, y you tend to get eaten a little bit. And I'm. Personally, I don't know about other people, but I'm very sort of against the whole eating. Me, I had to Humans, really think about yeah. that because yeah. I was like, just don't. There don't is even a go very there. Just don't that. even go there. <laughs> you know what went through my mind. You know what went through my mind. Police will break down our doors and arrest us for <laughs> crimes against um, humanity. But, but yeah, so no, no eating people. Um, <laughs> I've got such a dirty mind. Stop it. Um, but yeah, so it's, you know, we, I, I am vehemently against being eaten by mm. predators. And I think everybody on the planet is also quite vehemently against being eaten by predators. If you're not, then maybe think about that. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's why we social is so important. And we, we, we forget that. Um, and that's really what the entertainment side does. Is yeah. you know entertainment is 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 a social sport. It's something that you do with your friends. It's something that gives you conversation, and yeah. it also it's it's a very powerful way to get across themes and um, thematic lessons and educate people. Um, you know, I could go off on one on an hour about some of the stuff that Disney is starting to do. Um, yeah. Some of the stuff they failed miserably at, but there's a lot of things that TV like Netflix and. There's a Things lot of like companies that. doing a lot of stuff at the moment that, yeah, yeah. It's and all it, educational. It does, yes, and it, it does, the arts in many respects helps you to address social concerns as well, which again, marries up very well with being a community interest company, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, and it also can teach skills that mm -hmm. people don't, re without surreptitiously teaching people how to think critically and problem solve, which yeah. we really desperately need more of, apparently, critical thinking skills. <laughs> In this country. It'd be nice. It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? It would be lovely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Smoker's uh, cough, not COVID. 
<laughs> okay, right. Is it, this this is a game that we should be playing right now? Is it? Is it? Uh, yeah. Choke or COVID? Um, oh, don't! I've been. We we were talking about this earlier, weren't we? The, the game, sexual the adventure chronic... or COVID? <laughs> the, the game, sexual adventure, please. The COVID, um, <laughs> the game that you play every morning when you have chronic health conditions is COVID or flare up. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I, I don't have chronic conditions, but I, I do have a um, I've got asthma, so I wake up needing to cough every morning anyway. So, Look, yeah, oh for, God, for about two years, I've got, oh, is that COVID? Uh, is, am I going to die? Is that, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just asthma. <laughs> Everybody, it's just, just the asthma. <laughs> it's just the inhaler. That's all I need. That was fine. But yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's some of the ways that we can help as a company. Some of the things that we, why it's set up the way that it's set up and why we're doing what we're doing. But um, now that we've done that, what, what are we actually doing? What's the actual idea that we're, we're bringing to people uh, right now? And the reason for making this podcast as well was to kind of document the journey of us doing this. Yes. It's creating, um, let's say, two shows, hmm. which is going to be part of one big podcast of uh narrative murder mystery yeah yeah which i looked through all the categories before we came on of what podcasts you can have and murder mystery is not in there it's not that was the thing true like, crime was... is there and comedy yeah. and drama is in there so we'll, we'll, as a mix we'll find something somewhere where it fits but you can i mean there are the occasional i found one or two sort of podcasts that are dedicated to being sort of narrative murder mysteries sure um but very, not very many um no. No. and they're not very there's interactive a, and there's a couple of narrative things out there but it's not much it's not no. for every welcome to the night veil there's like a thousand other podcasts that are not that you know they're mm. not narrative at all or yeah at I, all. Um, I mean it gets around the sort of uh, safety aspects of of going live, um, yes. Especially until things have settled down and we know for sure that it's safe. Because one of the things I don't want to do is risk actors, risk risk our audience. Um, you know, it's it's just being sure that it's the safest option, it's the best option, and the worst thing that could happen and for it, us it, is it's it, not like we're saying you shouldn't do it. It's just that as a company, we're going well. Okay, let's just make sure. Once we've got the opportunity to do that, let's yeah. just make sure that we don't have to. Because I know that there's plenty of companies out there who are back in, they're back in the theatres, oh, they're running again. And of course they are, because that's what they need to do to survive. And yeah. you wouldn't want to uh, sort of step on what we, they're doing at all. But we also once we've work, got the opportunity not to, we can we can be a little bit, bit more cautious. Yeah. And the other thing as well is we work with a lot of vulnerable people. Um, yeah. So we are a lot um, of vulnerable people. We are face. all vulnerable people. Like if I catch COVID, I die. Um, well, no, there's, there's a good chance of that for all of us as well. Yeah. You know, I've got I'm diabetes, asthmatic, I'm overweight. It, it's three of the four signifiers yeah. of not being very healthy. Um, I've got, I've, you know, I've got a heart condition. And, and yeah. for me, that I found that out halfway through. They were like, oh, by the way, don't catch it. I'm like, you could have told me that at the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, it's one of those. It's it's uh, and there's a lot of people like yourself and like like myself. The biggest risk for me and I think for you as well is also the the long COVID. I've got enough health problems <laughs> with with all the shit that I have going on with my body being an absolute. Mm -hmm. um, 
And, uh, you know, and I think you have the same thing. It's like, I don't, I don't need any more. <laughs> I'm... So we're not just building um, podcasts. There, there's a reason for, for doing this as well. So the, the podcasts themselves, they're going to bring murder mystery to a, the sort of podcast environment in the way that we're doing it. Um, the, the, what I've written so far is essentially a sitcom, which has got some murdery bits in it. Um, and how are you, because I know you've, you've, sort of gone beyond what you were doing before you've written some scripts but you put them aside because those are going to be live productions now mm. um so what how are you now approaching that that as a story as a thing uh, well I, I know we've got very different approaches to how we are sort of structuring ours aren't we we went, yours we went is, over that the other week well i'm yeah. sure we'll do an episode on it actually but yeah, yeah. um yeah. yours is very episodic and mine is it tends to be more sort of serial based so mine is a, i tend to do quite complex stories um when we start talking about the structure of murder mysteries, we can start going into sort of the different ways of doing that because I don't want to go into a rant on that one now. But um, <laughs> yeah, so mine's mine. The idea is that it's got a, a, a an overarching story, or what I call the underarching story, or the underlying story that okay. goes throughout the series. Um, and each murder within each each episode is going to be connected somehow to that underlying story. Mm -hmm. um, but it's then going to be down to the audience and the detective, mostly the audience, to figure out what it is. And then after you get your sort of your, your six episodes and you get your conclusion. Um, and then if you want a little bit more and a little bit more in depth on that underlying story, you can go to the Patreon. And if you if you are, um, you know, uh, subscribing to what we do, then you'll get a two part extra. Bit extra just, bits. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of extra bit. That's just it's a it's an extra bit story. You can enjoy it without that, but it just adds to what you 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 know adds to the story and gives you more background to it. If that makes sense, it does make sense. It does make mm. sense. It's, um, um, yeah, and it's it really because what we're trying to do is get something which is interactive. It's something yes. that, that you know you can join in as well with something where we're starting to build a community of people who love the sorts of things that we're doing. Uh, maybe people who want to take part themselves and do stuff them, themselves as well. We've already talked about, you know, the, the formats that we're putting together are our formats and we're going to be able to release yeah. one of these episodes every month is the idea. Yeah. But if we get somebody else who who might want to do some writing who can who can write a, a six-parter in the way that we're we're doing it or maybe you know similarly but but with their own style then we can help facilitate the production of that in a way mm. that most people can't most companies wouldn't be able to do that anyway yeah um, i think one one of the important things as well is as long as it's set in the universe so the kiltondale universe yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're following the history of Kiltondale because we've got to keep track of all the storylines we create <laughs> so <laughs> we don't screw ourselves later. Um, it's, you know, as long as it fits in with that and it ties in with the general underlying universe, then I, I know I personally like to give creative people creative freedom. So then yeah. it's, it's kind yeah. of, as long as it's good quality, it's got a really good mystery, 
um, there's interactive elements and it's set in that universe, then, then you do your yeah, writing. You do your style. thing and, it, and, and that, that's it. Yeah. And, and it means that we'll we'll have, I mean, already we've got one thing which is more like a sitcom, uh, like a sort of a yeah. radio sitcom, I should say. Another thing which is more like the kind of mist, murder mystery um, thing. Uh, we, we, we're talking with other people who may or may not want to do some writing at some point and they will come up with whatever idea inspires them the most. And one of the great things... Uh, to be able to do this, um, and which, which is, you know, why we need help doing it, why we need help funding stuff like this, is because we want to be able to bring this to people who would never have done this before, who could, yeah. couldn't have done this before. Giving um, people opportunities, isn't it, as yeah, well? Yeah, is, of course. Is saying course. that, you know, because <clears throat> unfortunately with the arts industry, it can be very elitist, it's very clicky. Yeah. Um, and it's not about what you know or how talented you are, it's about who you know and who you can get in with and... yeah what have you, which a lot of people in the creative industry don't appreciate when they first get in. And then you get in yeah. and you realise just how hard it is to break in. We were talking about footlights earlier and how hard that is to get in access to. And, and, and people don't realise that, you know, I mean, say you want to get into writing a sitcom. Okay, well, how many people try and write a sitcom every year? And mm. um, when those people have written a sitcom, who do they send it to? Are they are they arbitrarily sending it into the BBC, or are they sending it to somebody in the corporation that they know that they've got some sort of connection with? Television's a very very small place, so if you've worked in one area of television, it's not easy to to sort of transfer and get into something else, but it's it's possible. Yeah. But if you've worked half of your life in double glazing sales, for example, just as pulling that out of a magic hat that i keep somewhere behind the camera um <laughs> you know it, it there's you haven't made those connections you haven't built that 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 thing up so i've had a modicum of success being a writer for various different things over the years my job actually at the moment which is totally unconnected with entertainment is actually still writing every day <laughs> and it's <laughs> one of those things that happens um and and yet even then and you know i i do know a couple of people if i wanted to get back in in into stuff it would be difficult then it'd be starting from the bottom again but it's not impossible but even then there's so few opportunities for people mm. it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are you know it it it, it really does it, it is who you know and the the people that you know are doing the right things to allow you to do the thing that you want to do and if we can break that cycle a little bit even yeah. just a fraction, you know, because it's amazing how many people that I mean, people that I've met over the years who are now doing independent production as on audio stuff, uh, working with books on doing Audible or something like that. The the jobs are out there. I think for the most part, you just have to go out there and you have to be the person responsible for getting them yourself. Yeah. That's a that's a big thing. Well, that's what we're starting to do, and we want to help other people do that as well. And that's, um, I think that's one of the things that makes us a bit different from from other companies. I think the other thing as well with with the industry is, is also knowing where to find the jobs because they don't you sure. you can't just look in the job center for a th an entertainment job. No, no, um, no, you know that was my first go to. Um, <laughs> How many actors do you know who've got the buy they get spotlight every month and they put the got their spotlight up and they've gone, Oh well that's it, somebody will contact me. And that's it. Yeah. That's all they do. And then they never get any work. Yeah. It is one of the hardest industries to break into. Um but it's also one of the best industries to work in once you're in it. I mean it's stressful, 
And there's a lot of unpleasantry that goes on sometimes, like with every industry, I think. But it is also... There is, I mean, the song says it perfectly. There is no no business like show business. It is a standalone business that doesn't work like anything else. And And I mean, that is absolutely accurate, isn't it? Because Mm. there's, there's, as much as you can take ideas and concepts from normal business and the way that normal business runs, but if you look at the way that Hollywood structures its budgets for a film. If you look at the way that um, you're in an industry when you're in entertainment, that some people will pay you to do even though they don't get anything out of it. You know, that turns business models on their head. Yeah. Because the normal business model is what can you provide your customer and sol- to solve their problem? Well, you're not really solving their problem. You're giving them something that they want but it's not specifically solving a problem for them. So it's a, it's a completely different way of thinking about um, a product if you're going to put a product out. Yeah, it makes it harder to write a business plan. Yeah, um, sure. It really does. But Tash, it, I should point out, Tash has done all of our business plans. She's like, if you tell her to do something complicated and it will be done tenfold. It's just, <laughs> you know. I am a nerd. <laughs> I am a massive, <laughs> massive nerd. Let's just say it, shall we? <laughs> I'm yeah. a massive nerd. We both um, are for different reasons. I'm, yeah, I'm a we tech both have nerd. Our nerdiness. I'm very big on, on uh, I need to buy this microphone. Yeah, every week. <laughs> every week. Yeah. You've got a new toy. <laughs> it's, bit, it's a bit difficult because I actually am putting together a product about making podcasts. So my thought behind that is if I am going to tell people how to make a podcast, I really <laughs> should have the kit, the right kit and have tested it and everything to be able to say, this is how you do it. Or this is a good way of doing it at least. Or, or mm. you know, you're going to get some good results by doing it like this. Um, and I've done a bit of audio engineering in the past. Not a lot, but enough to know how to put a podcast together. Um, and I've, you know, done some video in the past. I, I, for a short time, ran a company that made um, uh, film, uh, short videos for corporations, not corporations, and it was small businesses. But you know, um, and, and so we've got some of those. And we're, we're what we're trying to do is to put all of that experience right from uh, Tash's business stuff because you used to work in a, a bank and had a lot of experience with small businesses through that, uh, right through to the entertainment stuff, which we both have. Uh, um, uh, interests in and experiences in and different things that we can bring to the table on that as well as all the technical stuff and and the the people that we know in the industry that we can then go hey we're doing this thing could you help us out here you know um i did my degree in running a business a theater company that was very specific for that degree i was like sure uh, I would lose this degree, but yeah, that that was that was what my whole degree was in is is running a, a theater company specifically because yeah. it's so yeah. different to everything else, and the yeah. way you put a you structure a business plan for a theater company is very very different to how oh, you completely would yeah structure it with something else. I mean, I've got to revise the business plan because it's a bit messy, and we've kind of had to rechange we it a few times. Things. So with, we got to, we got through know, to the end of last year, wasn't. No, the end of the year before, and we just about mm. had a business plan, an idea, yep. and everything. And mm. then we refined that last year. And then at the end of last year, we went, well, we don't know what's going to happen with COVID. Let's just concentrate on the digital stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> what else are we, we going to do? I think I... We got gave up with the indecisive corruption of the current gov- British government, I think, personally. <laughs> no politics. We're not doing any politics on this. Well, you know, if somebody listens to this in five years' time, and, you know, it might have completely passed them by. I've no idea. I don't. I think most people are going to remember the pandemic. 
Um, but yeah, I well, think that, it's... Yes, a, they might remember the pandemic, but they might be listening in Albania. And, ah, okay. Well, the uncertainty, <laughs> let's say the, the uncertainty of the pandemic and what's going on. And again, it's... it's and and know, let's face it, the uncertainty of every political um, the situation right at the moment from, yeah. you know, across the board. Uh, nobody quite knows what's going to happen. And, and with most places which have got, you know, fixed term or semi-fixed term elections, we don't know what's going to change in the next five or six years. So... Uh, and at the know. moment, once you know, as we're, we also thought felt that, um, and I think this came from mostly you, um, Steve, that building up that digital base of customers will also help promote that the live shows help, um, you know, add to those as well and and, and improve. Well, I think what happened in the in the first instance was we were looking at, and we didn't, we haven't mentioned this at all. We did a podcast with the um, with the lottery, we, which we've talked. We about. mentioned it at the beginning. It was called Viral Murders, which is available yes. now. Right now, is it theviralmurders.co.uk? I can't um, remember whether it's viralmurders.co.uk. It might be viralmurders.co.uk. Viral 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 we Have don't even know our website. I tell names. you what, I will put a link in the show notes just to make <laughs> just to be on the safe side. Um, but uh, th- that was, and if if you search for the Mystery Lounge CIC on Spotify or on Apple or on whatever your preferred podcast thing is you will find that and it's all available and it's what is it 18 episodes um Mm -hmm. nine episodes split in half so that makes 18 episodes in total and it's a whole murder mystery thing and because you know as we were doing it we were getting people to vote on uh stuff and asking people who they thought the killer was and putting stuff out every week well now that's done and finished what's the next thing how are we going to get that you know more interest into that how are we going to do that and so one of the things i thought we'd do is document our process of getting these narrative podcasts onto the out into the world, um, and, and I so think this is why be, this podcast exists. I think that can also be <laughs> and it's expanded taken to, us to, nearly forty minutes yeah. to tell you that. <laughs> but also, I mean, this can be expanded to other things in terms of when we start going back into live, where yeah. we're starting to do because you wanted to do a lot of film stuff. I mean, I'm I dying to do another. Film. I, 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 <laughs> I can I've, do voice and I can do I've, live, um, not film. <laughs> I made a couple of films. They're only short, but I was quite pleased with at least two of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you made a couple of films and you you you, there you are were pleased online, with at least two of the couple of films that you Online right now, there are four or five films, I think, that we did, mm. of which two of them I am really pleased with. That's what I should have said. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yes, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, I've done a bit of that. And I like writing for film and I like directing and I seem to be competent enough to be, to be able to do that to some extent, you know. Uh, but it's a whole different ballgame as well. You know, if we can get funding to do that, that's a whole different way of oh, thinking yeah. about things again. So, uh, you know, for, for us, it, uh, in part, I suppose, it's about keeping it um, interesting and, and new and different every, every week uh, yeah. and making sure we're doing fun things, I suppose, uh, yeah. and keeping ourselves going. And we don't have much longer on this particular uh, episode of the podcast, so we should mention a few things. Yes. First of all, if you'd like to find out more about us, then head over to murderingapodcast.com, where not only will there be information about this show, but we'll have links off to all the other places. So you'll be able to find out about viral murders. You'll be able to find out about... Um, uh, the, the, I know, I know. <laughs> 
You'll also be able to buy some merchandise for us and sign up with our Patreon. Now, I have to tell you about this. If you buy merchandise for us, for us, from us, for, for us. us, buy it for us, for buy us, it just for us because we, it we need us. it, then the money will go to making this podcast better. Yeah. The first things that we're going to do, we've got some monthly costs that we have to cover, which I'm covering at the moment, which because I'm going to enjoy doing this, it's not a problem at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's things I want to get Tash is looking better. So uh, <laughs> a new camera is, is important, uh, which means we need to raise funds new for face. that. And sounding better. And we both need to make sure that we're sounding all right as well. So we want to make sure all this thing, but we can't do it on our own because we're not rich. So (laughs) we can't suddenly go, well, we'll drop a couple of hundred quid on that sort of thing. So uh, if you buy merch from us, it'll go towards making that happen. It'll also go uh, towards the everyday running of uh, this. If there's any money left over, it will pay us. In doing that, that means that we don't need to take money out of the Mystery Lounge. And if you become a patron through the Patreon link that you'll get if you go to murderingapodcast.com, that will go directly to the Mystery Lounge. It will bypass this podcast, but it will help us produce the stuff that we need to produce. And most importantly, um, pay our actors a decent, our actors and other creatives a decent way. Well, this is it. There are people who will, who will work on those shows, and I know that they will do it for free for the love of it. Yeah. But... We don't want to do that. We want to actually get people in the industry being paid to create good stuff. Yeah. That is so important. And if you think about any other business, there are, I I mean, beyond some of the creative stuff. So um, if you are, and I know this from experience, a photographer or a web designer or an actor or actress or writer or performer of some sort, if you are somebody who is doing something creative and you do it for a job, you do it for a living, you will always come in to this one big thing where somebody will go, oh, well, if you do this job for me, we'll give you exposure. Yeah. Exposure only leaves you cold and dead. It's a good gag. I'm just, it's a good gag. Don't worry, it just took me a second to get it. My brain, just, it took me a second to process. It was a very good gag. It but was. My brain just yeah. took a couple you of seconds can't. to find it funny. You can't live <laughs> off exposure. You really can't. And, and yet, it's what people are asked to do time and time again. So instead of saying to people we want you to do this for exposure we are going to say to our actors to our editors we want you to do this because we want you to invest in us so that we can then invest in you as soon as we are able to do that and we've got a track record of doing that as well like um the actors that came on board when i first started they were the first people that got offered a paid job when we had the opportunity um you know particular actors who've who've been really loyal to this company and to me as a, as, as just as a, as a person and mm. become my friends. Um, but these people have supported me like, and my little venture right from the start. And then they've, they've supported us in, in our venture now. So as mm. soon as we had the opportunity and I did say to them right at the beginning, as soon as I get the opportunity to pay you, you will get first refusal. Um, and they, you know, and unless they've done something really awful, because <laughs> you do get some terrible, well, terrible people that occasionally, have, you know, we, occasionally we, we try, we do try and work with people, and then if it doesn't work out, it won't work out, and there might yeah, be a number just, of reasons we, for that. Yeah, I but, when I first started doing anything business wise, because like I said, I've run a couple of companies before. One was doing web design, and one was um, videos. The thing that it took a long time to get into my head was that sometimes 
you're just not a good fit for somebody or they're yeah. just not a good fit for you. And it doesn't matter whether you're the client or whether you're the, the person who's selling the service. Mm. Uh, either one of you could just feel I'm not getting enough from this relationship to warrant yeah. carrying the relationship on. And it I doesn't necessarily so. mean that somebody is doing the worst thing in the world. No. It just means that sometimes it's not there whatever it is that yeah. sort of spark isn't there and we'll Which, know I mean, and we'll treat it as as uh, as professionally as we can do and you know uh but uh we, we've got to be aware of that and if, if you are watching this and you're in business at all and uh and struggle because occasionally you get a client and you just can't serve that client to the best of your ability with the demands that they're asking don't feel bad about saying look this isn't working out. I think we should part ways. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, again, you will get the occasional person who is just a head. Yes. Um, yeah, and yeah. we've had those. We've had a couple of those. They got rid of, they were gotten rid of very, very fast. Um, but you're absolutely right. The majority of people, one of the things that we made the mistake of doing, because you can very easily take a theatre actor and put them on film. <laughs> the other way around, no. <laughs> um, it doesn't I, work. You know what? Cause... I think it's the other way around. I don't think... Do I, I, well, theatre actors, I think, are largely are pretty good wherever you place them. Yeah. But film actors can learn theatre. But sometimes theatre actors yeah. can't learn film. Because... Um, I remember we, we'd hired somebody to do uh, a shoot. This was one of the very first things that I did. And they were awful. But they were great on stage. They just couldn't do it on film at all. See, we had the other experience where... Right. With that, with the theater, the problem that we had with the film actors, they were amazing film actors. Like, they showed me their audition tapes. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm hiring mm -hmm. them, right? They did well in their auditions. I'm like, brilliant. The problem that you get with film actors is they used to having multiple takes. And this is a problem when you're live. Ah, right. And this was this <laughs> seemed to be an issue that we continually ran into when you're on stage, you've got audience and they get it wrong and they're just like, well, I'll do that again. And you're like, you, you can't, you can't, this is live. I, I always thought, you know, the, the, the problem with film actors, it tends... I, we love I think you film actors, by the we way. We do, yeah. But yeah. it tends to be that they are I'm just jealous very good at being very close and, and yeah. subtle and, and that's great in front of a camera where you're seeing somebody's face on a 10-foot screen and every single movement makes a difference. But it's not quite so good when you get into a theatre and yeah. they have to then project and it's not about the tiny things, it's about the big things and, yeah. you know, and, and getting getting the, the message across in a bit more physical, a bit bigger way. But yeah. having said that, the, the majority of actors can cross between the two and yeah. do whichever. So, unless you, I mean, you've got to have training in both to be able to do the crossovers. I think um, experience as yeah, yeah as much as possible. Yeah, because yeah. I would say that I can't. I I can do voice and theatre. You put me in front of a camera. <laughs> I have evidence that I am a terrible film actor. I'm. I think it's probably. <laughs> Just that you haven't been directed properly. Uh, that is true. I, <laughs> just, I we'll, think we'll I'm just... try it at some point. We'll do a screen test and go over a few things. Because uh, it, it'd I, be interesting to do. And it might be something that you can see on our Patreon. <laughs> I don't know. It might yeah. not. It might be terrible. <laughs> yeah, see if I actually become a good... <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah, we can do a series can, on Patreon. With, can with, we, can, can we, we train take... Tash to actually do film acting? <laughs> I'll show you the first ever film acting thing. And it was essentially me and Can't this girl going, yeah. to actually uh, listen uh, to what somebody else is saying for a minute. No, that's never going to no. happen. 
Uh, but the, the, there's a lot of potential for what this podcast is going to be and become, yeah. and I'm really looking forward to getting on to our next episode. We're about that time uh, where we should say goodbye to everybody right now. So goodbye. Thank you very much for coming along. Good luck. Um, and we'll hopefully we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, folks. Bye. That was Murdering a Podcast. And if you'd like to find out more information about the podcast, the Mystery Lounge, or anything mentioned in the show, please head over to murderingapodcast.com. The music was The Secret of Tiki Island by Kevin MacLeod, and the producer was Steve Meller. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>